0: Kia ora, fellow disruptors. This is Disrupted NZ calling. As you'll be aware, we've been off air for quite a while, but we're about to relaunch our popular series of podcasts. While we went a bit quiet on the podcast, we haven't been asleep throughout 2019. We did kick off the year with a neat range of podcasts. And then we launched a social learning online program via our Facebook page, which a large number of people participated in. And we held a really successful one-day workshop at Albany Senior High School on future focus qualifications. We have been uh, a little hamstrung uh, and a little saddened because two of our foundation uh, disruptive leaders Andy Kai Fong and Steve Saville have resigned at the end of last year. Andy Kai Fong was the foundation principal of Te Hayata and he's moving to Dubai to lead a school. And Steve Saville was the foundation principal of Rolleston High School in Christchurch and he's moving to Auckland and I think he's involved in cognition but he'll put me right on that. So we're really sad to lose them but we're kicking on this year and another exciting um, innovation that we're getting involved in is disrupted TV which I believe may have been launched last night um, and if it was um, you would have seen it all on our Facebook page that's clear is driving that um, and keep an eye on that that'll be every Thursday fortnight I believe. Our plan is to really focus on these podcasts because we believe they're a great way to reach out to people who wish to disrupt and innovate in their own schools and we're going to kick it off with a series of fortnightly podcasts where each of us will talk about what the driver or the drivers are for innovation and disruption in our own schools and I'm going to be kicking off this week. In the fortnight, uh, Claire will talk about the drivers at Albany Senior High School. It'll be followed by Natasha at Rotatuna Senior High School and then Nicola at Spotswood College. We're going to bring in uh, a couple more people to follow this up. Hopefully uh, Karen Gray who is acting at Te Haiata, and Rachel Skelton who's acting at Rolleston. And we're also keen to hear from any of you out there who would like to contribute with a podcast on what are the drivers of innovation and disruption in your own school. But as I said, I'm going to kick it off and talk about what's driving disruption and innovation at Hobsonville Point Secondary School. Um, and it's it's uh, quite timely because we had a era review, review right at the end of Term 3 last year and um, we got a strong report but... Um what I liked was, I'm not sure if it's written in the report, but it was certainly said to us, is that when the team came in, they were initially hit with what looked like quite a complex um, curriculum design uh, that we had at our school. Um, but their summary was that um, there was total coherence and cohesion throughout the whole uh, design and delivery of this curriculum and the pedagogy that went with it and they claim that was as a result of our founding documents well that's their term, our founding documents but I'm going to talk about um, these founding documents and I'd like to point you to uh, a page I've just posted on our Facebook and Twitter that captures them and so what are our founding documents? well it begins with our vision our vision is to create a stimulating, inclusive learning environment which empowers learners to contribute confidently and responsibly in our changing world. Now, when you hear that, you might say, ho-hum, it's just like any other school's vision, a collection of words. Um, But what I really like about it is that it states right out there our expectation of what we have for each one of our graduates. And that's that's the last half of that statement. We want empowered learners. And we want them to know how to and to want to contribute confidently and responsibly in our changing world. So it's acknowledging that the world's changing, but that our graduates will have to be those who know how to contribute confidently and responsibly, i.e. help us make a world that is changing um, and is most probably at risk a better place. Now, of course, as soon as you accept that vision, then as a school, you can't just be satisfied with concentrating on academic achievement, because you could turn out the top academic students in the country, but unless they are empowered for lifelong learning, and unless they know how to and want to contribute to make our world better, then we as a school would be failing in our vision. So pretty early on in the creation of our school, we settled on two pathways of excellence that would be important for our learners. Obviously, one of them is a pathway towards academic excellence, in which all of our learners develop the generic learning skills and the specific knowledge, skills and understandings that enable them to excel in their chosen pathway. So, you know, that's, that's what a school should be about. And there's some really neat frameworks that support that, that are strong, i.e. the New Zealand Curriculum Document and also the New Zealand Qualifications Framework. But to achieve our vision, we were determined to also have our students excel in that second pathway, which is the pathway towards personal excellence. And we define that as having developed the personal values, dispositions, and capabilities that enables the learners to lead a happy, healthful, and successful life. And I used to argue that the uh, personal pathway of excellence was just as important as the academic. But I must admit that I'm now believing that this personal excellence is more important academic excellence. So we have concentrated on these two. The problem with the personal excellence is that there's not a lot of frameworks that have um, existed that we could use and so we had to uh, create those frameworks and progressions through them ourselves and it's been a bumpy ride and it's an ongoing journey. But as a school we also uh, had to settle on a mission And ours is simply innovate, engage, inspire. Now once again you could say, well any school could come up with words like that. And we agree. So to bring life to them, to make sure that our mission supported the achievement of our vision, we fleshed each one of these out into what we call a principle And this set of principles drive all of our decision-making in our school. So, innovate. So that became our principle of innovate through personalised learning. You know, we think that if a secondary school can personalise learning, then that's been pretty innovative. um, Because the standard model has been, up until most recently, a one-size-fits-all approach with one class of students For one hour, doing one subject with one teacher, largely one set of learning activities, largely the one same pace as each other. And then evidencing their learning or being assessed by the one same activity at the one point in time. And we don't think that's appropriate if we want to empower learners to contribute confidently and responsibly in our changing world. So personalising learning is a strong principle in our school and helps us to target innovation. Engage, we flesh that out into a principle uh, which is engaged through powerful partnerships. You know, learning needs to be authentic uh, as possible for young people to to engage with it. Um, and we believe that for it, if it's authentic, then it's got to be attached to the real world. And if you can partner up with the real world, whether that's someone just down the street in another city or across the other side of the world, someone who contributes to your learning, and perhaps more importantly, someone who is relying on your learning for their betterment, then young people will be engaged. And so that has driven um, the creation of our project program that we operate here in our school on Wednesdays, very similar to the... Albany Senior High School experience and then the third uh, inspire um, has become the principle of inspire through deep challenge and inquiry for learners to be empowered and to be able to contribute confidently and responsibly in our changing world they need to know how to work on quite hairy problems um, and how to delve deeply into them this is a requirement of, uh, for, for, for young people to be able to thrive in the world. Not many people I've come across in my time teaching have been inspired by chasing credits or by shallow learning. But almost every young person, if not everyone, every one of them, I see have been inspired when they can delve deeply into questions of importance to them and to solve real-world problems. And this principle was one which we focused on early on in our journey when we decided we were going to bypass NCA Level 1. Um, And the results of that have far exceeded our expectation with our, our learners spending more time on learning, less time on qualifications, and as a result... Gaining high quality qualifications with high levels of merit and excellence endorsement. And like other schools, as part of our founding documents is our set of values. Our values are excellence, inquiry, connectedness, collaboration and innovation. Now, I've been doing a lot of thinking about values because to me, values means they're something that you see as valuable, which therefore makes them pretty important. And so it was vital for us that we just didn't have this list of values and then didn't do anything about them. They just about have to be the most important thing that you do in your school to promote them. Um, and right from the beginning, our school prize givings have been quite special. We don't have first in subjects and such like where your top academic students go across the stage and um, are, are rewarded, and the vast majority of students miss out. Our prizes in our school, our top prizes, are who is the best student or group of students in displaying the value of inquiry, the value of connectedness, the value of collaboration, the value of innovation, and the value of excellence. And the final piece in our founding documents are what we call our Hobsonville Habits. When we think about the pathway of personal excellence, we felt we needed to break that down into smaller components. What were the various components that made up a pathway towards personal excellence in much the same way that academic excellence is broken down into components of English and maths and languages and PEs, etc. And we settled on... 10 Hobsonville Habits Adventurous, Creative, Compassionate, Curious, Purposeful, Reflective, Resilient, Contributive, Responsive and Resourceful. We felt that if our young people were strong in these habits, then they were going a long way to developing a level of personal excellence. And so we actively work on developing those as strongly as we actively work on developing young people's literacy and numeracy and understanding of science and their technological and artistic endeavours as well. And so once again, when we come to our prize givings where we acknowledge the things that are important to us, we have a level of awards that we give to young people who have developed, who have shown um, strength in these habits. Who's been the most adventurous? Who's been the most creative? Who's been the most resilient? And we find that by concentrating on our values and our Hobsonville habits at times like our prize giving, then a huge range of diverse young people are able to be acknowledged for showing success And those things that we claim in our founding documents are the most important thing in our school. Another example of using the foundation documents to drive a bit of innovation is our current work on trying to expand the definition of what success looks like in a school. Um, And if you claim that you're after academic and personal excellence, then you can't just rely on academic results as your evidence of being successful so we've been doing a lot of work over the last 18 months of developing what we're currently calling a graduate profile and many schools are doing this work um, whereby our students collect evidence of how strong they are developing those things that we say are valuable i.e. our values how are they progressing in their ability to be strong in inquiry How are they progressing in their ability to be strongly connected? How well are they growing in their ability to be collaborative? And how well are they growing in their ability to display innovation? And so our work at the moment is on developing rubrics at various levels for each of these values, and that when our students graduate, they can capture the best exemplars from each of these values to go into their excellence kitty, which is also one of our values we've got quite a bit of work to do on that but it's really exciting to be involved in that and it's certainly been driven by our vision and by our values so as i said the, that's all captured on a on a one pager um, up on our Facebook and on our Twitter page um, and I can confidently say that these founding documents are, are living and drive almost every decision we make in our school on a daily and on an annual basis so there you go not rocket science a vision pathways of excellence A mission and a set of principles, our values and our dispositions, known as the Hobsonville Habits, together, it's those elements that are driving disruption and innovation in our school. Hope you find that useful. Quite keen for people to make contact and to critique, to ask questions, to ask things such as what about and how does that work, etc. We're certainly open to that. Now don't forget, this will be coming up every fortnight with Claire Amos in the next fortnight. We're keen to hear from anybody who would like to talk about what's driving innovation and disruption in their own school. And just as I sign off, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the Disrupt Dead podcast. Well, I'd like to, but I can't because we don't have any. See you later.